just as I am basking in the glow of the biggest big man to ever do it, this is the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs, brought to you by Anchor, and currently on YouTube for the first time. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to our 2020 wild and crazy, spitting hot fire, Dylon, 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 R.I.P. Debo Wakanda Forever, Darn You Hallmark, and Lifetime Christmas Movie, WrestleManiacs, COVID Sucks, End of Year Show. Woo! That's a long title, but that's how we feel about it um, on this 12th of December. So, as always, I'm the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, and you will see for the first time as we are all together smoking or at least uh, nibbling on his stogie there, the Nubian Sumo. Mr. James, what is up, my friend? It is I, the quintessential stud muffin, and a good God damn handsome man as of this morning, 305 pounds of twisted steel, sex appeal, prime, cut, buff, and jack. <laughs> the Nubian, the ladies call me Fred Flintstone because I can make their bed rock. What the hell? <laughs> Lord. Did we take out James and put in a sumo Joel Gardner? Did I miss that? Did I miss look, that? Look, is, let me take let me is tell that you something new. That, that's the first right there. He went this in. Is, I feel like my intro fe- back. This has been a very festive week for me. My brother, my youngest brother got married. I just left from there. Wedding reception. I was in a 20 blunt cipher while I was smoking my Tatuaje TTA 51st anniversary cigar. And my whistle, my whistle pig piggyback 100% rye 95 proof whiskey. And just for clarification, uh, that Blunt cipher was all for medicinal purposes. Yes, just yes. wanted to put that out had, there. We all had cataracts we needed to work on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that left eye is just rough. I'm telling you, I can barely see it. But also, uh, and you better bring it as good as uh, little uh, Sumo Gurdon over there. I'm looking at the one, the only representing the sideline junkies brand in the background, the big guy, KG. Well. It is the final show of 2020. Uh, I said I wanted to pay homage to the big brother, my big brother, the Nubian Sumo. So I had to bring out my cognac glass. Oh, all right. Yeah. Now. Sit me a little right something, now. something. I mean, mm. uh oh, would say, but uh, I gotta let you know. Hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. um, Y'all got me feeling bad. I'm over here taking a classic with my uh, Secret Wars mug. And just for you, James, I have some eggnog on ice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just so you know, gentlemen, I've already told you that I've been in a smoke-filled room. I'm sipping and I'm smoking on everything. And I'm just letting you know that for the final show, of 2020, I'm officially making this a Sam Jackson episode. 
Oh my. Oh Lord. my. Well, since since you are because, definitely because, elevated. Because you gave <laughs> Well, I mean, as you all know, we are notorious <laughs> having bad segues, so the bubble guts is nowhere close to being a good segue into our first topic of the night, which is, as I'm, well, a lot of people are calling it, but I'm adding the question mark on it, uh, the AEW screw job. So my question to you guys um, for uh, uh, the previous week's Dynamite, did it pay off? I mean, really? Because to me, I wouldn't even really, I think, and and uh, booking and 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 creative and, and thinking about it, like, okay, we got this idea, we got callus, we can kind of work this in, but having it actually play out on TV uh, with a microphone, uh, to me, it wasn't believable. And maybe what was causing it to be unbelievable in my eyes was the fact that the person it was happening to was John Moxley. So we've seen everything that Mox has been through when it comes down to his matches. And now a microphone, a one of those, oh, he's out. That was almost a, a finger poke of doom type of thing, in my opinion. So for me, I mean, the payoff in reference to what they would like to get out of it, I think is still possible. But I guess... The, the 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 vehicle that they used and how it came across was not believable to me. It was kind of whack. I'm sorry, uh, but I'm gonna leave it up to you guys before we get into some of the the, the branches off of that tree on this uh, screwdriver of sorts. But I mean, how do you guys feel about it? That that was just on my opinion. Well, my opinion is on it. I mean, you really don't need. You really didn't need much to make him a heel. I mean, he was already working his way toward there. I mean, it's, to me, this is no different than the uh, squash that they did with Brock Lesnar. I mean, they, they, like you said, they've already, been, they've already been working up to this. All they needed was that, that spark to get it set off. Now, from what I've seen from AEW, from what I've seen from in the Impact show that they did, and he is supposed to come back to Impact on Tuesday. This is the AEW's version of the cleaner. Now, in New Japan, they don't really do too much as far as the storyline, but where this is going, where AEW is bringing it or taking it, it is their version of the cleaner, which I'm starting to see. Because before I told you, I was like, I don't see it. I don't get it. So right. now I'm starting to see where they're putting everything in place. And the fact that they brought Don Callis in was a stroke of genius to me. Because he can be his, he can be Kenny Omega's Paul Heyman. Okay. He is very, and he can very much, he's very capable of doing that. I agree. He's always been a really good talker. KG, what's your thoughts on uh, the AEW? Well, with all this talk about stroking and screwing, um, yeah, I'm getting a little excited here. Go ahead but, and say your name. 
<laughs> about her, it better be your wife. So go ahead. <laughs> no, but I was trying. I was trying not to go. Me too on you. This <laughs> early because I knew it was coming. But wait, y'all talking about the stroking and the screwing? Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. I never said it. Ooh, shit, shit. Clarence Carter. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you know, they call me backdoor Santa. But um <laughs> my question is You better clarify that. <laughs> I made my rounds about to break a day. What you talking about? Real quick. Oh, oh no. You, you got to pause on that one, man. Backdoor Santa. <laughs> you don't give James that type of ammunition, I'm just saying. Well, oh, James know what it is. He oh, knows exactly what it is. Yes. Better pause that too. But uh honestly, I'm kind of over the screw jobs now. I mean, I've been over the screw jobs. We still haven't figured out if the Montreal screw job is a work or a shoot. And it's been 23 years. Then you had the screw job at war game, not war games, um, geez. Survivor series the following year. Which was scripted, mm -hmm. and over the years we've had screw job after screw. I'm I'm kind of tired of it. Well, and put it, it, well, put it like put it put it put it this way, okay? Anytime anybody did like a work shoot promo after CM Punk did his, everything became a pipe bomb. So. You got to look at it as them having a lack of calling it something else or just trying to get the rub off of the Montreal screw job just to call it a screw job. Well, they were definitely rubbing because they were, uh, Callis referenced Montreal on Impact and he also uh, referenced Montreal on Dynamite. So. And just because I, I see I see it in your face, just because I said rub, it doesn't go along with the screwing and the whatever you else you said. I see it coming. I see it in your face. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, y'all aren't totally this live. Is it? I understand that people can see us commit all these different verbal crimes, but now y'all <laughs> just going to go in. I mean, I, I appreciate Y'all uh, put the mugshot to it, so it makes it a lot easy for uh, Chris Hansen to show up and uh, say, hey, uh, did you say this? And so, plus, both of y'all on Dateline, then, uh, plus, you know. This is a Sam Jackson episode, so everything's legal. You know, no holds barred, no count outs, no disqualifations. I didn't hear MF Falls yet. Falls count saying. anywhere. So, you know. I just want to say. That even on the rocks, this is some good supermarket eggnog. <laughs> Just wanted to put well, that out. Well, let me get through with this whistle. Let me get through with this little bit of whistle pig, and I got something for you, buddy. Oh Lord! Well, I know that on SmackDown, the street profits are still up, and James is bringing the smoke. And speaking of uh, profits being up, so we talked about just really briefly the screw job, but then. Uh, James, I know normally you would have your segment uh, that's just Nubian, but this kind of uh, which is Kenny Omega on Impact, 
Kenny Omega potentially versus Rich Swan, and then Kenny Omega becoming a traveling champion. So that means that that's just Nubians going forward at some point in 2021 could be the Kenny Omega show. So you tell me, my friend, are you looking forward to having more conversations about Kenny Omega and that's just Nubian? Or is it like, okay, I guess part of uh, my repertoire, but it is what it is. Well, I've said on past shows, I've been looking forward to the relationships between some of these companies getting together and doing this. So AEW and Impact are just starting the mainstream aspect of this happening. Now, I would love now, as far as Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. I'm actually looking forward to that match. Now, who, who you, you know how I at? feel about Rick Swan. Yeah, that's your boy. So, you know, I'm actually, that would be, that would actually be a not too bad matchup. You know, really? so that's something that I would actually like to see. Now, so, as far as, as far as a, an AEW traveling champion, I would love to see it. it, it the, the last time something like that happened was with Austin Aries. Oh, say, say that one more time, James. You broke up. Okay, I'll say the last time that actually happened was with Austin Aries, when he had like five or six different championships all over the in like six different countries and companies. So yeah, I would actually look forward to seeing something like that happen. You know, just to see where his reach would go. Would he go to New Japan and get maybe the United States Championship from uh, from Moxley or from Kenta if he actually wins it? There is a match that's coming up right now that's going to be coming up soon with Kenta and Jeff Cobb for the right to challenge briefcase to see who actually goes against Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with that match. But just to see if Kenny Omega decides to go back and get the United States Championship, you know, does he go to Ring of Honor and go after the World Championship at Ring of Honor? Does he go to MLW and go after Jacob Fatu or um, Alexander Hammerstone or David David Boy Smith Jr. or whoever has the belt at that time? So, I mean, it would be interesting to see moving around and merging all of these independents together and making this uh, interesting scenario for because it is well needed. I mean, they, they don't need to, right now, this is the biggest thing that has happened in wrestling in a long time. And they need to make sure that they keep this going. Okay. I mean, before I throw it to KG to to put his two and a half, the 50 cents in there, I just had the idea about uh, some treatment on Kenny's intro as he starts to amass uh, these uh, heavyweight championships. Each one of those uh, cleaner girls could actually come out either wearing one across the chest or around the waist. And then you just see it grow from dynamite to dynamite, and then he's coming out with the AEW. They've got, you know, four other championships, and then they take them off and just drape them over his shoulders. So 
So since they don't have a long walkway, you're just going down that um, little platform into the ring. Now he's draped with all this gold and, and typical theatrical Kenny Omega fashion. He can't get in the ring because it's too much gold. So then he's got to pass it off to Callis, and then Callis got to pass it back. So it just makes it a little bit more pomp and circumstance and grandiose from um, you know a presentation standpoint. So we've gone from the long entrance in North Carolina to the cleaner girls coming out with the belt, then him draping them with all the gold. Then we got to wait for him to get in the ring because of all the gold, and then put all the gold back on just to cut a promo. I'd watch that. That's just me. KG? This whole AEW impact collage. I checked my mailbox today. I don't know if you gentlemen checked your mailbox. I didn't get anything. I didn't get a check. I checked my cash out, my bank account. We came up with this whole this whole scenario. Everything that they're doing, we did it. We last year. Pay me my money. Oh, I got a question. I'm raising my hand. No, uh, uh, um, did you put your right address down? You know, it's that time of year. If you have the wrong address, you may not get that check in the mail. Just man, saying. I put the routing number to my bank on there, Ooh, and that's one thing I don't forget. I didn't want no mix-ups at the post office, so I want direct deposit. Oh snap! You go ahead and, and claim your money. Claim it, son. So since we're talking about claiming. Uh, we might as well go ahead and segue into the next big thing that happened uh, that of substance that carried over from last week, and that is Sting on TNT, what I'm calling day two. So the, 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 the comeback story or the returning story. My question to you guys is, day two, did you, do you still feel it? I mean, is it still exciting to you to have Sting on TNT? For the first time in a long time. 18 years. 18 years, yes. Uh, and with the promo that he uh, interacted with, uh, with Cody, and then also the reference of uh, the familiarity of Darby Allen up in the rafters. I mean, you know, what do you guys think? I mean, is, is it, we know he's in a long-term contract, but does that make you want to, watch Dynamite even more just to see what's going to happen with the no one uh, knows for sure that nothing's for sure sting or is it like okay we can do something here but then six months from now like you know you tell me are we getting main event mafia sting because that's the that's the only thing that would be feasible at this point in time he's 61 um, a lot of time off. Uh, this is not the sting of of WCW days. This will be the sting of Impact days. But what's the payoff with all of this? Uh, the the, the appearances on AEW. You got a multi year contract. How many how many matches is is, is in that contract? Because if he only doing three, two three matches a year, it's a waste. I'm just being honest. Well, James, I mean, what, what kind of program could you see him working with Darby Allen? He, Darby, at this point, doesn't necessarily need the rub from Sting. Exactly. I, I was hoping you would say that. 
that was pre- that's pretty much going to be like a comparison, kind of like they're probably going to try to make it like a passing of the torch type thing with him and Darby Allen. Um, it's eventually going to get to Cody and the Nightmare family. I see him wrestling Dustin. I see him wrestling Cody. Um, other than that, I mean, they can kind of stretch this out because, like, like everybody is expecting him to go right after Cody, but he's already, but he's made it clear, I'm not, I don't have a problem with you. You're not who I'm after. So we don't know who he's actually coming after. He has mentioned Darby Allen, but is he? I got my, I got my hunch. So, I mean, who you, we just don't know who he's going after. So, the longer he stretches this out, he just makes his come, he makes his come, his appearances, he makes his pre cuts his promos. Everybody's just excited to see Sting in his situation. We've already said last week, bottom line, number one, first AEW Hall of Famer. They're going to give him his farewell. They're going to give him his final ride, his last ride, like The Undertaker. They, they, the WWE should have given it. And we're just going to let him ride off into the sunset in the way that he wants to be let go. Okay. So, so we're just going to have to see. Yeah, well, now, if I wanted to put my Booker hat on uh, or my creative tie on uh one thing i wouldn't mind seeing especially because we talked about this before the evolution of the mjf uh inner circle chris jericho situation which is starting to turn in the direction that we talked about with uh jericho somehow magically going out and mjf taking over we kind of got a glimpse of that with uh, ortiz saying he really doesn't have a problem and, and mjf and wardlow are starting to grow on him and Ortiz and Sammy were two of the big ones saying, no, 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 no. Now we're, eh. um, I wouldn't mind seeing when we have the big turn, the, 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 the jump out, if you will, of Chris Jericho, somebody that's been jumped out of a group before, somebody that, if they wanted to, is very familiar with coming down out the rafters or just showing up with a, a weapon of choice that potentially is a baseball bat to save one Chris Jericho. And that one person could be Sting. But because we're dealing with current Chris Jericho, he doesn't need Sting to help him. So we could somehow take that into Sting having beef with um, the inner circle, but more so we have a match that is years in the making in reference to characters being at such a high level that they can finally clash and be main eventing. Because when we were in WCW 18 plus years ago, Jericho was running around with Ralphus and, you know, doing all these things. Sting is saving WCW. They were on two different wavelengths. But now we have Chris Jericho and we have the icon. Those two together before Jericho retires, in my opinion, and, and uh, one of uh, the limited matches that Sting would do is a box office draw, a dream match, in my opinion. So the jump out would be the catalyst 
to Sting coming, but then that will lead to, you know, the the code breaker or the Judas effect on Sting. And then they have their match and that's the real direction and the inner circle will just fall off and because Jericho's still going away to do Fozzie and focus on a cruise and everything else, hopefully in twenty twenty one. But that gives us that match. That's what I would like to see. Somehow that match comes together. I would want to watch that. I mean, what about y'all? That would be the Undertaker AJ Styles match. Yeah. That would be the last ride match. Yeah. Because they because actually that would be the reason for both of them to go out together. Mm-hmm. I agree. KG, you was uh see the wheels turning. What's your thoughts on that? Now that you just said it. It's on record that you said it. No, oh, there you go. There it's going to happen. Hold on. Let me let me uh, give you the thumbs up because we know what comes after that. Of it's course. Obligatory tweet. Oh, wait a minute. All, towards the end of it is almost the Orange Cassidy right there. But uh, it'd be the obligatory tweet from KG. Where's the chick? Where's the chick? Cut the, ch- <laughs> Cut the-, so- Cut the check, motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Cut so, the check. Uh, I don't know how Andre feels about that. I think you may have scared the big man with that one. <laughs> oh, man. AG, you ain't fill up that glass yet? Yeah, I emptied it once and I filled it up. Okay. James, well, I, just, uh, well, I just emptied mine, so since we went through the second segment, I can introduce... This what I'm drinking for the second half of the show. And since you're drinking eggnog, I'll drink eggnog too. <laughs> Product placement at its best. I guarantee the you his Evelyn version of eggnog will make Williams, you not make it to work tomorrow morning. The Mine Evelyn I have Williams stopped. 30 proof. Eggnog, which includes straight bourbon, blended whiskey, cognac, and rum. Oh my God. My stomach burning from listening to that. So if you survive <laughs> the night, that would have oh, this is in the morning this is, while you this, is, this is my third half gallon. Sixteen ninety-nine. <laughs> $16.99 at your local liquor store. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am his sponsor, and I have given up. So uh, the Alki is winning. He just keep pouring. Just... <laughs> he is just straight lushed in. There's nothing we can do about that. It's grandfathered in. The only thing is I hope that you are feeling nice enough to talk about some women. So... It's in my contract, people. It's in my contract. We haven't seen the contract yet, but I'm quite sure the boss, uh, BJ, has it somewhere under lock and key uh, to use as a manipulative tool of some kind. But the women. Uh, My question or the question I posed in the uh, production notes this week is, which show between AEW, Raw, and SmackDown, I, I put it together as WWE, and uh, Impact, you guys think, has the best women's storyline. So just to break it down before you guys uh, let me know what you're thinking and how you're feeling, 
on the raw side of things, I think uh, the top storyline there, uh, believe it or not, is KG's girl, Nia Jax, and Lana. It's the most compelling storyline, in my opinion, that has been happening on Raw. On SmackDown, we've got the, the newly budding one uh, of Sasha Banks and Carmella. On AEW, we also have a newly budding one. Unfortunately, not a lot of them. Uh, but uh, we have Miss Jade and this Brandy Road situation that is starting to come of sorts, which also is bringing Shaquille O'Neal into the fold. And on Impact, um, especially since uh, Final Resolution is happening uh, tonight on Impact Plus, uh, we're not getting paid for that plug, um, Deanna Perrazzo and Rosemary are facing each other uh, tonight, if uh, I think that was correct. So um, those are the four, Nia Jackson, Lana, Sasha and Carmella, Jade and Brandy, and Deanna and Rosemary. Uh, what do you guys think is... Uh, the best storyline. Now, are we talking about the story, just the storyline that you mentioned, or are we talk about the storylines overall? Because just, just the ones, pieces. just the ones. Because like I said to, to me, those seem like uh, the most compelling. That had more substance to it than just okay, you know, this person versus that person. You beat me once, you know, like the the not the Seth Rollins. Ray Mysterio drawn out storyline and okay, this is happening. You know, it's, it's a little bit more substance to it. You, you've got some emotion um, and some feeling into it, in my opinion, or, or some skin in the game, as they like to say. So uh, that was uh, the thought process on that. You know, kind of like saying the Killer Bees are the greatest tag team of all time. Well, <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm just saying that for KG because, you know, he, he loves hearing about criteria and stuff like that when it comes down to picks. Well, under those circumstances that you just said, I would have to say AEW. Because, like you said, with the Jade Cargill situation, her, her coming into the fold, and now she's got Vicky Guerrero, Nia Rose, mm -hmm. Nia Rose, she's got... Mm, uh, Eva Lise and Diamante behind her, you know, it, and and with everything going, and, and then you got Brandy and Red Velvet and whoever else that they're going to have on their side. That's going to kind of, I'm looking at a Survivor Series type match with them at some point. Right. Getting them all together because Jade Cargill isn't really a wrestler, but I am hearing that she is in training to eventually get into the ring. So we'll see what happens with that, but I'm seeing either a Survivor Series type match or maybe even a War Games type match with them at some point. I agree. Everybody I coming together awesome. like that. Yeah. Plus, she doesn't just like we saw with uh, Pat <coughs> McAfee. Um, she doesn't have to be a wrestler in war games. You just got to survive. Have a couple right. good spots here and make sure your face hits the cage when somebody throws you in that direction. So right. it takes a lot of stress off of it. And it also helps her get her credit in um, 
But yeah, so I would rather see that than the traditional Survivor Series S type because at some point we know it's going to be cat and mouse. She's going to be the, the first one in the ring, but then she's like, nope, and then she's going to tag out, and it's going to be that cat and mouse game until her and Brandy are in the ring at the same time. And that's only going to last for a few moments because everybody's going to jump in, and then you're going to have to wait again and build that excitement back up. So, plus, yeah. I, plus, remember, plus, remember, they never had the blood and guts match that they were going to have with Inner Circle and the Elite. So right. this could So this could transition into that women's match, being that the situation is coming toward that potential oh, end. Absolutely. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. KG, I mean, outside of just being biased because, you know, Nia's your girl, so you don't have to pick her, uh, even though James at one point had stole your girl. Um, so I'm assuming he gave her up since he didn't mention her and her storyline. So are you going to hopefully not say Nia and Lana, or are you going to go with that? Or is it Sasha, Carmella, Jaden, Brandy, Deanna, and Rosemary? Two things. Number one, the World Force greatest tag team of all time. The Killer Bees. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> James didn't steal my woman. He, he he didn't touch my woman. That was just fabrication. It was kayfabe. I went along with it. It's okay. Naya knows where home is, and now she's joined by one Miss Jane Cargill. But uh. I tell y'all about man, come on, come on, come on, man. You you gonna take all of them? I mean, really? You, you know gotta, the name? Okay, 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 okay. 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 I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna do this for you. Okay. Three choices. You gotta give up one. Oh God. Well, Jackson. Wait a minute. Is this like a a a a a a Mary. No, this ain't this. This is not murder, death, kill. This is not murder, oh, Mary. What's murder, this? Mary, kill. Mary. No, this ain't that. I'm Mary saying. Sleeping. And what's the other one? Do you, do no, you... mur, mur, this is this isn't the Mary. The Mary. Mary. Well, we. This is Sam. I said Sam Jackson. Mary, fuck, kill. This isn't that. I'm okay. saying he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to give up one. Okay. Oh. Woo. That's how we ended it. Ultimatums. Oh. Jay Cargill, Jordan Royal Grace. Give oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, take his nope. from, see, you're trying to get somebody in trouble. You're trying to get somebody messed up. Okay. Those three choices, okay? Nia Jackson, Jay Cargill, Jordan Grace. You got to give up one right now. You can't have them all. Give up Big Pump. Give up Big uh, Mama Pump. You were stalking her for what, six months? I, I don't stalk. That's right. You just deliver packages. I don't even do that anymore. Oh, yeah, because she moved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you. Get me in trouble, why don't you? Well, hey, if you're going to be uh, having a mugshot, I told you Chris Hansen going to show up. I, I, I got to give up. Uh... And this is this is like on so many different levels, I got to give up Jay Cargill. Because, number one, Jordan Grace is going to get her title back. And outside of what's going on at AEW, I give AEW the nod. 
But Impact's women's division, it, it's going, it's getting back to out. What was that? Two thousand nine to about two thousand twelve. Yes, it's getting back to what you can see on Pluto TV right now because all they're showing is the classic stuff with um, uh, oh gosh, uh, I'm totally. I just had her name in my head. The uh, no, no, no. Well, actually, uh, dang it, everybody. I'm totally losing. It's going to come back Gail to Kim, Gail Kim. Kim. There you go. I wanted to say Irvine. I was thinking Robert Irvine, but yeah, uh, Gail, Kim. Gail Kim, for those that didn't know, she was married to uh, Robert Irvine. But so, yeah, see, that's all but see, that's why, Gail Kim and that's why I asked about the parameters. What, that's why I asked the question prior to my answer, because I would have said impact oh, as far as a long term overall. But being that Don said that he was dealing with those specific storylines, I had to go with AEW. But my answer overall, long term, would have been impact. Because yeah. they, like you said, they do have they do have a lot of things going on with their, especially with now they've brought back the knockouts championship, the tag team championship, and you got all this stuff going on with Sue Young and Deanna Parazu. And uh, Jordan Grace and all these others, including everybody that's coming in with AEW. So you got a lot of dream matches that are about to start up. So yeah, overall, I agree with Impact. Yeah, definitely. Okay, but uh, are you sure that's who you want to get rid of, KG? She's the newer. She's what, the newer okay, of the three, so that's why he's getting rid of. Margill out, and we still have Jax. She's uh, the newer of the three, so that's why he's ready to get in, rid of her because he he hasn't established a relationship with her yet. He just met her, so he don't. Yeah, really know so so about you, you got to make it more difficult. You got to sub her out <laughs> and put in Alexa Bliss. So Nia Jax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was we throwing you a bone. Your boy didn't do shit. Yeah. We we not gonna do it. No, you have to do it. <laughs> that's that, that, that's crazy. Spitting the hot fire. Or, 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 okay, so no Alexa, no Alexa so, Bliss, no Alexa Bliss. We'll throw in Nikki Cross. No, no, keep it. No, because he, 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 he gonna say Nikki. Put in Alexa Bliss. Especially now she got a relationship with the Fiend. No. Even though that's supposed to be Liv Morgan's role. That's supposed to be Liv Morgan's role. Sorry. No, well, I'm not going to... Liv Morgan's in a role with uh, Ruby Wyatt and some... With the rats. I'll be feeling kind of uncomfortable sometimes watching it. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, you got to pick one, man. I love Liv. I love Ruby. I can't wait till Sarah Logan, she drops the baby and she can come back. Ooh, rat squad it's back it's terrorizing it's people. Uh, Congrats to Seth and Becky Lynch for Baby Ruth, I believe uh, is the name. So congrats on uh, their first uh, baby. And now Becky can begin the long road back to becoming the man, the mom, the myth, the legend. And if she has any questions on how to do that, she can go ahead and reference one of our past episodes where we also talked about how you can breastfeed, store breast milk, and be able to do everything on the road. So yeah. the Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, have already ironed out how she can travel, pump, process, keep, 
and still be a high performing wrestler. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we lost James. He's he's marked off. But yes, James, we did have that episode. We broke it down. Originally, it was for uh, Ronda Rousey. But oh, hey, I know you told me about this in the past, but I'm just like, I mean, we why? Can, <laughs> we tried to do it. That's beautiful. By now on our show, we go off way off into the yonder, and we just end up somewhere, and then we catch the bus back. So we went yeah, yonder, yeah. and then we actually had to walk back because we went through every avenue. We we thoroughly scrubbed down this down to a science. So uh, we even threw Nat- Natalia into the mix if she wanted to have a baby, but then you know she'd just be a cat lady either way. So. Yeah. So, Becky, we got you. We got you. Seth, burn it. Well, he already burnt it down. So, I'm um, mad about that name they gave him because I don't even know how to pronounce that. What is it? What's the name? Rue? Rue? You can pronounce it uh, R. What was it? Uh, R-O-U. It's, it's kind of Creolish. Of sorts. So, so, they named their baby after... A mixture of flour and oil to make to make them a gumbo. Okay. That's Speaking of oil, remember uh, on the trains on on the Marta, you would always have those guys who used to joke about the ones coming through oils and incense, incense and oils. oils. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I get them. I get them on the metro too, bro. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey man, you know I miss the I miss the the good old fashioned bootleg. Two dollars, man. Two dollars. Last time I bought a bootleg, I watched half of Transformers, and I don't mean half the movie. I mean I had only the left side of Transformers <laughs> because that's the the only thing that got on the camera was shooting. But you I will get, tell you, you get you get what you pay for. I've ever seen. You get what you pay for. On the left side, I was shocked when I watched it again. It was like a brand new movie. Like, oh snap! I didn't see all the right side stuff. Man, that was like the, the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, so but that's yeah. where that rocket came from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um. We get over here. I know we were talking about uh, we like talk about that. Let's move on and, and excited now. Somehow we're talking about bootlegs and uh, yeah. let's KG move. is of life. Oh, y'all, always, y'all always going off on ten. Let's so, let's, let, let's move on. Uh, we're not KG. You have to pick. This is not a pivot session. I abstain from voting. You can't abstain from voting. You just abstain from having all these kids. But you can't abstain from voting. <laughs> you gotta pick one. Naya, Alexa, Naya, Alexa, and or Jordan, or Jordan. Picky, picky. Thank you, pick. Uh, Stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Pick. Shoot the J. Shoot it. Shoot. I, 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 I guess I gotta go with I gotta go with Jordan. Oh snaps! 
James just acquired Jordan Grace in the draft. Wow. That game was full under pressure, man. I don't want to talk about it no more. I'm upset now. Wow. Wow. I'll be sure to tell her when she gets in bed tonight. Wow. Wow. That's about all I can say to that. Jonathan is too busy. Jonathan's too busy trying to be with the fountain, trying to set up this fountain. So she, she's being neglected right now. So guess where she is? Not at KG's house. She's coming to Parts Unknown over here with me on the south side of Parts Unknown. <laughs> yeah, we get in trouble for that one. So, <laughs> on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So we talked about uh, the women, but now it's time to sober James up and talk about the men. Never. My Never. Uh, <laughs> my question to you guys is who has, out of, uh, we'll call it the, the, the big four, the best men's heavyweight champion at the moment? You can factor in storylines. You can factor in presence. Um, just, just overall package, I would say. Uh, so on uh, the Raw side, you're talking Drew McIntyre. On SmackDown, you're talking KG's Tribal Chief, the head of the table, uh, Roman Reigns. Fresh into the mix uh, from Dynamite AEW is Kenny Omega. And then James is number one fan. The one he looks forward to see and dance and shake and shimmy and do whatever else he wants to do. From Impact, your current champion, Rich Homie Swan. So, KG, you tell me in your humble opinion, as Rassian uh, Connors, James is looking up pictures and sliding into somebody's DMs. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I, I, go ahead, KG, because I'm about to, I'm about to dig in his ass here in a minute. Go ahead. Wow. Oh man, he he got he he got facts lined up. Um, I mean, he only had one option because we know who the other three are. So, uh, Drew, but, Roman, Kenny, Swan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, don't get me wrong. And Roman is a beast. And I love this heel turn. Uh, this is something that was needed. Uh, being a fan favorite and then being forced down the, 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 the fans' throats and people hate you, what better way to turn heel? But Kenny Omega is not bringing it like he was. There's something missing. So I got to go with Drew McIntyre. And right, I, so. I, I like I, – it's some things that can happen with Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, that they haven't explored yet. But damn it, it's going to be good. And right. then with uh, Roman Reigns, I'm not sure if you fellas heard this, but Goldberg called him out. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I think that's that's kayfabe, though, in my opinion. I think so, too. I think it's, I think it's good. a shoot. I think it's a shoot because, remember, Goldberg has at least four matches left on his contract. That's why I'm calling kayfabe. He's got to use up the contract. I mean, they've got to do it. They're contractually obligated. And if it right. ends mid-2021 to get four matches in, you know, at his age and the way he has to prepare, 
that you know you've got to start somewhere and you got to start soon. But my question to you, KG, is you pick Drew, so I'm gonna challenge you. Do you feel like they are turning Drew into Super Cena? No. Yeah, he lost it for a moment, but how quick did he get that belt back? Well, because that Claymore is, is taking people down just like uh, the FU, and he's beating people consistently. Now, granted, it's more believable than John Cena, not disrespecting John Cena by any means. I'm just saying that in the manner that Drew is winning these matches, the, the level of aggression, or dare I say it, ruthless aggression, is um, a lot more palpable. So you believe it more when you see Drew getting ready to lay that uh, Claymore down. But that's my challenge to you since that was your pick. Um, are you getting those Super Cena vibes and it's like eventually it's going to fizz out or you think he's got more longevity? No, because Drew has, I think he has pretty much damn near the whole fan base behind him. And, you know, this dude went from being in three-man band to a world champion. He had to get fired. To come back and be who he is, but started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Look at the Claymore kick. Look at the Glasgow kiss. Those are devastating moves. If you did that to somebody, that shit hurts. Who'd you do it to, KG? I know you did it to one of your kids. Which one? Go ahead. You can tell. I didn't do it to the kids because we're not allowed to do that anymore. After my youngest son hit me with a Superman punch across the living room. I didn't ask you what you was allowed to do. I asked you which one you do it to. I hit all my kids. Good game, kid. Pow. Okay. You, you want to see me do it right now? No, no, it's all right because heaven forbid somebody flies to the microwave. We don't, we don't need defects on this damn <laughs> show, okay? No. We, we got, we in enough trouble already between everything y'all have said thus far. So, you know, we, the shovels are already digging the hole that we're about to jump in. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, Drew, Drew McIntyre is nowhere near Super Cena. You never get tired of saying Drew McIntyre win because look how long he was an underdog. He paid his, I'm not saying Cena didn't pay his dues, but Cena came in, you knew Cena was going to be top draw when he was in OVW. He was the prototype. You knew he was going to be top draw. It was just a matter of time. Yep. If anybody say they seen this, from Drew McIntyre 10 years ago, you're fucking lying. Yep. Except for Vince McMahon, because he was saying, well, I picked him. Hindsight's 50-50, Steve Spurry. <laughs> All right, but so... Uh, that's my thought. He's giving us uh, his, his opinion on uh, the men's heavyweight championship division, and James has been holding that phone up patiently, uh, sexing some. Uh, what no, would you like to add to this? I'm not sexting anybody. I just want to show people. Now, I know a lot of people don't like to see how the sausage is made, but I'm going to go going to go behind the scenes of the Sideline Junkie and Saturday Night WrestleManiacs for one whole. And I might be giving away the rest of the show, but I want y'all to see this, okay? We can't. Oh, wait, we're on. Uh, yeah. What does that say? Show me. Show me on these production notes where it says we have to talk about those four companies and their champions. Show me. Oh, Lord. Because I am going to okay. say 
that the best men's heavyweight world champion in wrestling right now is Nick Aldis, the NWA world's heavyweight champion. And I'm saying this because he acts the part, he looks the part, he dresses the part, and he is right now, without a doubt, the best out of any world champion right now, period. You're welcome, James. I dare anybody to deny that. I'll, I'll, battle, I'll, I'll debate anybody on that. You're welcome, James. I'm so glad you decided to pull the curtain and the veil back. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, sports entertainment, wrestling, wrestling, and everything else, you've got to find that one little hot button that's going to bring the passion. And one thing about the Nubian Sumo is if you give him production notes and he actually reads them, now that is like one or two times a year, um, and then you change things, he's going to have an issue. So I intentionally yeah, right. left it ambiguous so that way he could go all into New Japan, do all this, so I could intentionally scale it down to four just to mess with him. You're welcome. So he had his blow-up moment, ladies and gentlemen. You're more than welcome. Thank you. I am good at my job. I appreciate that. And I knew he would have something to say because that's just too broad of a stroke. To just leave it to three other, well, two other WWE and then um, AEW and Impact. No disrespect to NXT, but they're not at that level championship wise at the moment with uh, character and presence, I guess, and storyline. So I appreciate and, it. Uh, and because I haven't done it in a while, and because we are on. And because we are on live video right now. I haven't earned it yet. Oh, you earned it. You just earned it. And Not I yet. and before this and before Not this yet. year goes out, before this is the last show of 2020. Wait a minute. This Wait a minute. Fucked up Hold year. Just get ready to end, thankfully. I'm gonna give it to you. And I'm going to add something to it that I haven't been able to add to it up until now. So, the people's choice to the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. I am going to say, with everything I love, with my whole heart, from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, sir. Fuck you, Don! <laughs> <laughs> so you joined in the circle is what you're saying. <gasps> and no, uh, my screen is not frozen. Oh my goodness. That's good, but it's also not that big. So. Wow. I gotta wow. earn it. I can't give them out. I gotta earn it. <laughs> Now, I know I did earn it that one time when we was in a sports arena, and then since they could see us, and we're talking about the big man, Andre, uh, we were over by uh, Harley Davidson, and you was talking some smack. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to beat the hell out of this dude. 
and he over there feeling himself. He's like he is now when I just scooped him up and I picked him up and lifted him above my head with the largest arms of the world, just slammed the hell out of him. And he was like, <gasps> like, yeah, I did that. And I took it behind back to work. Remember that time? That is a bald face lie. Well, <laughs> technically, my face is almost bald, so that makes that 90% true. That is a bald, hey, let me, that is a bald face lie. Now, you took your glasses off. You know you can't even see the screen. But I bet you can see this. Actually, hold on. Let me take my glass. No, actually, I cannot. <laughs> Not because I can't see the screen, but because it's small. So. <laughs> hey, old guys. <laughs> now, for those of you in podcast land that were wondering what James was doing, he was just holding up his pinky finger to show us that he can barely lift up a cup. So, now that James has had his moment, I'm happy that he's had his moment. We can move on. It's time for him to get some more moonshine eggnog. Um, we could talk about getting moonshine wild. eggnog. That, that, that might be pretty good. We could talk about getting wild. We could talk about our own per well, some of our own personal wildest moments in professional wrestling. Doesn't it's not any like hierarchy, doesn't have to be. It's just three wild moments that you know you think is just a, a top thing to mark out to. So KG, what's your three wild moments that you've seen thus far in your lifetime? In my lifetime. Or Last Thursday, whatever comes first. Wow, uh, okay. You were running from Jordan's house? Wow. See the straight face there? Straight, straight face? That was, that was a more focused type question. Are you a thousand percent positive? Nah, because when you're a thousand percent positive, you are the father. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a positive, Maury. Wildest thing I've seen in my life. Three wildest things. James on camera. Uh, 2020 as a year. I mean, 2020 as a sports year as a whole has been wild because it's it's been a lot of adjustments. Um, th th this year is just. Uh, I've had some bad years in my life, but this year, I man, takes the damn cake. I got people complaining because it ain't enough sports on, then it's too much sports on. And why are they protesting? I just want to watch sports. You're here to entertain me. You shouldn't have a voice. I mean, things like that. And I'm not going to get all political because, you know, that other side will come out. And then next thing I know, I'm getting a letter from the government about, you know, my activities. So I don't need my activities monitored. But uh, number one has to be this year, sports-wise as a whole, has been wild. Um, roller coaster ride. But damn it, we made it. Uh, number two. Um, hmm. Wow. Uh, now we've talked about a lot of stuff in wrestling, so. Yeah, but now you want to go wild lifetime wrestling? I think I, I sent this to you like two years ago. When I find it again, James, I'll send it to you. It was. Um, a four corner shooting star press 
four wrestlers did shooting star presses off of each turnbuckle. It was a couple yeah. of years. It was an indie show. That I was yeah, one I've of seen, the I've, things I've, I've seen. seen. I've seen. I've seen that. I know. I know which one you're talking about, but I can't. Even, I can't remember which four were doing it. But I. But I, I remember seeing that. I've seen the, it a few times actually. The first time I saw it, everybody looked at me and was like, I don't understand. I said, dude, do you not understand how rare it is to see a shooting star press? But mm -hmm. to see four of them at the same time. Absolutely, hands down. I, I thought I saved it, but I lost it. But one of the best videos I've ever seen. Uh, I think that's all I got right now. So, you know, I'll pass it over to me and Sumo. So, you know, Joel, James has read the production notes, as you guys have seen, uh, by him showing it up. KG only read two of them. Um, so, supposed to be three. Well, but I was coming to three. I know, you know, 2020 has been a B. And not only have we had everything that we've gone through, you've also lost Jordan Grace. So, I'm going to give you a pass. I understand, man. You know, it's okay. We... I'd hug you right now if I could, but <laughs> it's rough. It's hard out here. All right, so I'll go next because I know James has got uh, some interesting gems that, you know, through his lifetime. I mean, geez, what was the first time you saw a professional match, James? Was it um, uh, God and, and Darkness? <laughs> that was a long time ago. It was like, let there be light. Nope. God and Darkness. Wow. Yeah. You, are, after the, the after you are a true asshole. Okay. <laughs> but I'll I'll let you go last since you have you know the most. And I wish you and I wish and for Christmas I wish you nothing but hemorrhoids huh. and explosive diarrhea. And if that don't hold you, heart palpitations. Wow. And you're probably going to have all of that a lot of time in which you drink and works his way out. So I wish you uh, the best on that one. And he's still going strong, ladies and gentlemen. So for my three, the people's choice, I'm just, I just picked three uh, out of some of the overall top wildest moments that I've had a chance to enjoy uh, from watching sports entertainment, wrestling, wrestling. And I'd say my first one will take us back a little bit, not as far back as creation with James, but more so to 1995, uh, more so a little bit more poignant, September 4th of 1995, when the, the most amazing thing happened, where Lex Luger, who left the company in 92, came back and showed up on the very first Nitro which wouldn't be a thing if he wasn't just on Raw. How is this guy on the Northern show and on the Southern show in the same night? Um, but one of them's live. So guess what? That just pulled the veil back on. Oh, snap. WWE is taped. Or WWF is taped. Uh, well, for those well that wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Let's clean this up. Let's clean this up. Lex Luger wasn't on the same night. Well, I mean, it was, you know, back the then. The only person that's been on the same, well, there have been two. There have been two. One was a woman who was on 
a show who was on a show and who was on two shows that was on the same night, but mm-hmm. they were like lower, like independents. But the only real person, the only real wrestler that has been on the same night for two different for two major shows was Rick Rude. True. He was on ECW and he journey and he was on Raw the same night. He he shaved for for Raw for for, for uh, Raw. Well, we'll call it the same week, but I mean, ideally, you were watching recaps on Raw with Lex Luger, and he's a WWE talent, and now he's on Nitro as a WCW talent, saving Hulk Hogan from Kevin Sullivan and the Dungeon of Doom. So that, to me, you know, as a young kid was just mind-blowing because there was division. You know, you saw people go back and forth, but it wasn't like that close together and that crossing over, and you're like, what the hell is going on? This is pre-NWO and everything else, so that was epic. Number two, just a wild moment. Like he says, nothing like in hierarchy, but it was probably wild and, and crazy and gross, but at the same time, you couldn't take your eyes off of it. And that was when Martin Wright, a.k.a. the Boogeyman, bit off the, the whatever the hell that was on Jillian Hall's face. I could get past the eating of the worms that were really worms and everything else that was happening. But I mean, that was kind of disturbing and disgusting and weird and interesting and cool all at the same time. So uh, I just thought that was uh, a fun little wild thing to bring up, but I'd say probably still in my overall top three wildest things I've ever seen in uh, professional wrestling has to be raw 13th. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. March 13th on Raw 2000 when the Dudleys put Mae Young through a table off the stage. Because <laughs> if there was ever a poignant JR call that was not in Hell in a Cell, that was it. Because Mae Young at 76 took that bump. And she was already crazy because she wanted to take the, the bump off of that going steel cage. But obviously she'd be dead for real. But uh, just just seeing that, and, you know, and and uh, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, the look on his face when he would have that zone out moment, and he just took her and just bow, and good old Mae Young took it like a champ. I'm looking at you, KG. I know you want to say something. Oh, good. No me too moment there. All right, so no, 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 I, I, I wasn't gonna say anything. I mean. We can talk about uh, going through tables. I think Trish Stratus is one of my favorites. You put her through a table? Going to let that fly and let that go. Um, but as far as the Dudley's putting her through a table, that was that was one of my favorites. I'll leave it at that. All right. So we saved the best for last because he even had another uh, gulp or two. So, wildest moments, James. You got three opportunities. Tell us in your lifetime um, what you got. Okay, so my first one I'll bring up, I'll bring up something from WWF. Kai and Ty having Val Venus on the table. Choppy, chop. Chop his gimmick off. <laughs> Top of your pee pee. 
Yep. That one got that one popped me. That was like, oh my god, okay, all right, we really doing this. Okay, attitude best. Number two, which I've told the story before on the podcast about how I marked out for it and I thought he had died when it happened. WrestleMania 19, the Brock Lesnar shooting star press on Kurt Angle. I thought he died that night. Mm-hmm. I swear, I, 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 I would have put money on the fact that he died that night when that happened. But my number one all time would have to be the parking lot jump on Dusty Rhodes from the Four Horsemen when they broke Dusty's arm. Yep. The way that they did that, they had the cameras in the car. They were fought, they were riding behind Dusty. They followed him to the parking lot. They jumped him, got him out of the car. Who pinned him up against the car and hit him in his arm with that baseball bat, breaking his arm. That was like one of the original actions like that ever. Not that mm-hmm. I don't recall that happening ever in any fed, any independent, any any other um wrestling organization ever. When that happened, and that made that that actually made the news. I was living in North Carolina at that time, growing up in North Carolina, and seeing that actually on the news, WSOC TV Channel Nine, Harold Johnson, who was a sportscaster and was the big the biggest sportscaster in North Carolina at that time. I mean, so what? What's the guy's name that did the sports report? Up in, D, up in the D.C. area. What was his name? George Michael. Uh, George Michael. He was the George Michael of North Carolina. Okay? If Harold Johnson said it, it was legit. It was, oh. it was, that, that, was that. It was so... He, he actually went on the night. It happened. The day it happened. And he reported it like it was legit. I mean, kayfabe at his best. And I'm like, because that's because I was like, damn, wrestling's real. (laughs) (laughs) Wrestling is real. (laughs) So, I mean, it's on the news. I mean, look at it. I mean, report. So, yeah, when Dusty Rhodes got jumped by the four horsemen in that parking lot in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I can take you to that parking lot right now if you wanted me to. And him getting his arm broken, that was the most shocking thing in wrestling to me. And to this day, nothing has beat that. Okay. All right, so before we get to our uh, last segment of the day, uh, I wanted to ask you guys' opinion because it's a little bit of a newsworthy thing that's been happening and, and popping up in social media about uh, some of the big men uh, and potentially some of the big women, and we're talking about by size, uh, being called down by Vincent Kennedy to the Performance Center for some trading from Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce to brush up 
on their movements. Now, a lot of scuttlebutt is because a lot of folks don't agree that Keith Lee should be there. But then again, they believe that he is godfather then because of his shape. Um, there's talks about Otis being there and, and a couple others. And some people are also questioning why Nia Jax isn't part of that list. But then she could be uh, since they're all, you know, in that Florida area. So I wanted to see, do you guys think this is a good idea? Because what are they rushing up on or, or retraining? Or not that you, you should ever stop training or honing your skills, but this is more of a you need to go down there and get yourself together and get your moves right. Is that they're reacting because AEW has got Miro over here kicking and doing stuff, or you've got uh, Brian Cage over in AEW or, or Hobbs, or um, they should never let him go, but Brody Lee actually doing some moves, butchering a blade, doing things. I mean, there's a lot of bigger guys in AEW, which is who they're only looking at um, doing some impressive moves, not over-the-top things like Brock Lesnar uh, almost killing himself, but just showing what it's like to be a true big man that can move, which, again, is why a lot of people are wondering why Keith Lee is part of that when Keith Lee is doing the same capability or if not more than what I was just mentioning that we may see in AEW. So what do you guys think about the the call down to learn? I guess we'll call it that. I don't, I really don't know where this is coming from. I mean, I know that Vince is real big on Keith Lee and big on Otis. And I, like you said, there's, there's no reason to not continue learning when it comes to move sets and different things that you can do in the ring. But I don't see where this is coming from. I, I mean, what's the purpose? Right. And that's what we're, a lot of folks are questioning is what is he seeing? I mean, do you, maybe KG, do you think it's, he thinks they're just getting, uh, lackadaisical, or, or they're just not putting forth their, ber- their, their best effort in the Thunderdome because there's no live fans. I mean, what I mean by that and correlation is one of the conditions of The Rock coming back to do a program is that there has to be a live audience. So we know he's out until we have live fans, which may or may not be until the Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll see what happens past that, especially since they're at a Tropicana Field as a Friday officially broadcasting but i mean you tell me man which says a lot about the rock by the way because if he were anything worth worth his weight he would need he would need a crowd to wrestle that's, that's a, that's but as well i digress that's his gimmick so it's it's all they go hand in hand in my opinion but kg that's your boy too so you can talk about that too don't ever talk about the people's champ like that. You're right. Don't talk about me. No, no. You're the people's choice. It's the people's champ. Oh, um, hey, no, hey, 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 fuck the rock. Tough to be the rock. Oh, yes. Forgive <laughs> him, Rocky Maivia. He's no not what he does. But um, think about it this way. And I'm thinking about this. When I first heard it and I seen everybody bitching about it on Twitter, Facebook and everything. I thought about it more from a not a wrestling standpoint, not a fan standpoint, but as a life standpoint. 
You have a craft, and wrestling's your craft. You have to hone your craft. You you can't just say I'm the top of the game and think you're going to stay there. The same things you did to get to the top are not going to keep you there. You got to keep working. So I don't see this as as a bad thing. I'm like, okay, touch up your skills, do what you do. You know, I want you to be sharper. It's nothing wrong with Vince wanting you to be better than what you are. And I'm not kissing Vince's ass here. This is this is something I tell my kids. And I could call my daughter out here right now. She could tell you the same thing. And I told all of them. I said, if you're an adult and you cannot be corrected when somebody's correcting you, trying to make you better and you take you can't take that correction, you'll never be a successful adult. And that's exactly what we got right here. He's trying to say, okay, we need to step our game up because AEW is kicking their ass. So let's start with this group of wrestlers. Let's start with the big ones. We're going to do a little a little refresher course, a little bit more training because we we, we we getting off kilter a little bit. Let's get it right. It's practice. Not a game, not a game. Practice. Take it as that. Everybody's bitching to complain. I seen somebody say, fuck Vince. Come on, dog. For what? Because he wants he Vince can go Ike Turner here. My daddy name and my daddy blood is on that name. And that's basically what WWE is. That's his father's company that he took over and made into a global force. You want to see your money build and, and multiply. Why is there a problem? People get butt hurt about the smallest things. Welcome, welcome to uh, 2020. Sound like a comedian. Can't even tell a joke because people will get offended. But uh, what I like to remind people when I'm talking to them in person, the difference between Vince McMahon, we're just going to call him w, uh, WWE, we're just going to say Vince, uh, versus AEW is like Hollywood versus local television. And here's what I mean by that. AEW local television, you know, you got your local show. That means they have some liberties they can take. They can do a couple different things and have fun with it and do different camera angles and do different interesting stories and stuff like that. You know, you have more leeway because it's just your local show. Not saying that AEW is just local or not, you know, national or anything like that. I'm just saying in perception. Whereas Vince McMahon, a.k.a. WWE, is Hollywood. It's a television show. So it's produced as a television show. So when they have it broken down heavily into segments and it's scripted and it's this and it's that, um, all the way down to, like KG was saying, practice. We're rehearsing for the show because it's a television show. So when something's supposed to happen at this particular moment down to the second, it's not, you know... Um, over on AEW side, we're just going to go picture in picture. So we don't really have to have anything. You're just going to watch and continually let it be the event because we can do that. This is broken down to the second because we have this particular sponsor that has X amount of dollars spent to have this three-minute spot uninterrupted over the whole entire screen. So we have to end here at this particular second to be able to make that happen and fit this next one in and then come back at this particular segment. So that spot has to happen on comeback at that particular moment we're coming back from TV or it's a missed opportunity. It is a production value all the way down to the nth degree 
from the WWE because it is a television show. It may be sports entertainment. It may be professional wrestling happening, but it is produced as a television show first, and then it is the entertainment. That's why the F went out and the E went in, because it is literally that box that Vince operates in uh, versus you can see the difference on NXT, especially when they were on the network, uh, the WWE network, they had more ability. So they were the local show. They could do different things. But unfortunately, Vince still kept them in that box of you better be off by this time. Um, and, and that's the way I like to explain it to people is one is heavily produced and the other one, they have a little bit more leeway. And then with that thought process to me, with them going down, it's like, OK, so, yeah, if they are practicing, if they are rehearsing, if they're honing their craft to come back to be able to do bigger and better things and cleaner, because Lord knows. I know I don't want to say it, but in the women's side of WWE, they need that as well. Not from a size thing, but just in general, because unfortunately I get mad sometimes when I see the pauses in between moves. You know, it, it should be you go from a men's match with bang, 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 in reference to Mark and Spot. And then the women, it's and then movement, you know, or. Nia Jax is running, did a casual pull down, and then Nia's got to commit and throw her own self out the ring, which happened on Monday. So, <laughs> thanks, Liv Morgan. So, you're just sitting there like, um, so if she would have just stopped, she would have never went out the ring. You know what I'm saying? Just saying, like, y'all didn't see that? Nobody got that? I'm sorry, it was Lana who did it, but, um, you know, those type of things, I think that needs to be a lot cleaner. Not saying I'm a professional wrestler. But from somebody who I like consider the people that watch things experts, uh, because we pay to watch it, especially when we're going to um, the live events, you, you don't want to see the breaks. You want to see the smooth chain wrestling, a.k.a. WWE, uh, I'm sorry, WWF No Mercy. We would like to see that level of good chain wrestling. You, you know something? And this is to sum up everything that you just said. It's basically, if your job tells you you need to go for further training, not because you're doing anything wrong, but I want you to be better. You're already good. I want to make you great. They see something in you. You're not getting fired. They're putting the time and the effort in you to move you forward, to make you better. How is that a bad thing? Yeah. That's because nobody wants to believe that there are rehearsals. Yeah, we know it's not real until you take the bump. But, you know, we, they want to blur the lines of kayfabe, but then on the stuff that isn't kayfabe, you don't want to accept it. You know something? Whenever somebody says, oh, wrestling's not real, the first thing I say, I said, you got a choice. Let me put you on the walls of Jericho, an ankle lock, or let me put you on the sleeper hole to show you that it's real. So I don't want to ever hear that. Which now, one did I pick? <laughs> Now, <laughs> in, in, in this podcast world, I'm not saying we're when the greatest when, podcast. When, she, when I was with her, she picked the triangle choke. <sighs> not going to say that we're the greatest podcast since the egg white omelet. We're not the greatest thing since the egg white omelet is what I mean. Uh, ooh, we get off. You let him get in your head. You let him get in your head. Tree right now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, James. 
<laughs> you don't have stock in his brain. Thank you for that rent-free space in your head, bro. Uh, or should I say, brother? Oh my God. <laughs> but no. Um we 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 how many times have we sat down during the course of a week before we do a Saturday show and have had conversations on what we can do better? How many times have we sat down as a whole and, and talked in between shows about, okay, we got to do this better. We got to get our timing better. We got to do this. It, nobody ever took offense to that. You know, we did dry runs of shows that were never produced. You know, they were never published. But we just went back and listened to them and said, okay, here's where I'm, where I'm messing up. Okay, yeah, I heard this from you. It's training. It's extra training to make you great. If you've got a problem with that, then obviously you're one of those adults that cannot be corrected in life. You'll never be a successful adult. Get your ass off your back. Shut the fuck up and let them do what they're doing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I agree with you. what you're saying. Because you, agree you with? can never get enough training. You can never learn too much. You know, I get it. But you got a Keith Lee who was in that ring moving around like a cruiserweight. Yeah. Who they who was the darling of the WWE at this time. And why would you bring him in for that extra training? When he probably should be training everybody that's going to be in the train. Maybe, maybe that is the purpose, because he people Otis may not I be able see. to work off of him. Otis, so, I can see. Otis is pretty much one dimension. Well, Which, like for, a, for a big man, for a big man of his size, I can see that. Now, everybody doesn't have to be the top rope. High flyer, jumping off the top rope uh, with the top face suicida or whatever the hell. I don't but, see. I don't see Otis doing that. Is that a okay. scout? Top face suicida. Oh man. Now what they want? Kevin Owens. They've been they've been giving Kevin Owens Owens hell since he's been in it, and their main thing is he's overweight. Wears a t-shirt to the ring. You know, he doesn't have the body. Then you got an Otis who looks like a damn busted tin of biscuits going around here doing this caterpillar or stole the worm. What's his name with uh, Too Cool? You know? I mean, I mean, Vince is supposed to be the man who loves the big guy. He's all about the big guy, you know. Why would he bring all these guys into this extra training when they're already established? He brought them in because he liked their moveset or they, he liked what they did. He wouldn't have put them on Raw SmackDown if he didn't like what they were doing already. But what else are they going to be doing with them? Maybe it's just going back to um, you know, rediscovering their movesets. What got them to the dance? 
because they weren't all, you know, just doing things just to do things. You know, it's kind of oh, like with Promo School and Kevin Dunn and, and stuff now? like that. Say it again. You gonna have Otis doing swanton bombs now? No, no, no. He doesn't need to do a swanton bomb, but we know Otis is uh, a little bit more agile than he's doing in his active moveset. So maybe it's okay. Let's let him break out just a little bit more. Because, you know, if Keith Lee can actively do all those things, that's great. But who are you going to have him work with? Drew McIntyre can't wrestle everybody. And, and you know, you got to have other people to be able to pull the trend. You, 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 fuck, you fucked up his main opponent. <laughs> yeah. Donovan Dijak. Oh, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. Dijakovic. Dominique Dijakovic. Well, yeah, you, yeah, that retribution thing. But we'll, we'll get to that in the next segment because uh, I did have a point for that. So, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 was, I mean, they had cla- they had classic matches. And for you to not bring them those matches from NXT to WWE, the, the Raw, why would you not do that? What about Devil's Advocate? What if it's Triple H in his ear saying, hey, we have all of this established talent, and that's good. But what is going to have to come from NXT is wrestling at a different level, and it's going to make, A, everybody else look bad that isn't able to operate off of these folks. So if they're training with Karrion uh, Cross, if they're training with Damian Priest, if they're training with um, my boy Bronson Reed, people that are actually able to do things at a, a higher mobility rate, at a higher and faster pace, they've got to balance that out because the, the established main roster is going to look horrible. And we tell saw that me, not with Keith Lee. They had to tell me, down. Tell me how many wrestlers have come up from NXT that have actually done anything in Raw or SmackDown. Tell oh, there's not a lot, but that's the problem. And in order to fix what they need to do ratings-wise against AEW, they've got to change gears and start embracing what NXT has. But is that the wrestler's fault or is that the writer's oh, no, that, fault? That, that's promotion's fault right there. That's creative. That's promotion's that's fault. machine. I agree. Right. But because they've let them be that way, you just can't have somebody that knows only how to shoot this way and then tell them, no, man, I need you to go around and then shoot. It's not going to happen instantaneously. you got to practice the around shoot. They've got to learn how to be able to perform and match what is coming from NXT because those people in NXT can't be there forever. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose to have a training ground and a performance center and a, a brand that's gonna you're going to move up from if you never move up. If that is your glass ceiling in NXT, it's worthless. It doesn't, you're, you're being an NXT World Heavyweight Champion 18 times is pointless because in the grand scheme of things, uh, no offense to our truth, but you're basically the 24-7 champion. But you've got a lot of guys who want to be in, w, in, in NXT and don't want to move up because they and, know once they get to Raw or SmackDown, they're going to disappear. That, and that's what I'm saying. The times, ratings will force Vince to change. We saw that from... OG and Attitude Era. He changed because he had to react to Eric Bischoff and what was happening. He had no choice. The cartoon, cookie cutter, 
superhero versus supervillain, you know, it, it could not work in the box and, and uh, the parameters of what pop culture and, and, the, and television and movies and everything else, you couldn't put WWE in that and have a serious conversation and make money and get shareholders to take ad buys. Because while you're selling um, uh, who uh, Savio Vega and uh, you know whomever, they over here you've got the NWO. So what do we have to do to the NWO? If it ain't easy, we'll give you the Godfather. We'll give you the 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 Undertaker, the Ministry of Darkness. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. We've got to push it. Okay, well. Over on the WCW side, yeah, we got the NWO, but then we've got Sting, the Crow version of Sting, and we've got, you know, this Bischoff, Ric Flair, Vince Russo, you know, all these things boiling and, and becoming no longer kayfabe. We just shoot interviews over here at Flair, get naked, throwing stuff. Um, what do we got over here? How about this crazy dude that left WCW called Stone Cold Steve Austin? Let's let him go and give him the mic. Or what about this kid named CM Punk? Let's buy ECW. Hell, let's bring Paul Heyman into the mix. And, you know, all those things reacted because of how they were losing. And WWE and those shareholders' conversations cannot keep justifying it's just a, we're playing the long game. We know that they beat us in the short term. No, dude, it's been a year. <laughs> uh, a full calendar year for AEW. And you've been getting your butt whipped on Wednesday. And technically, some of those ratings have been whooping you from what you did on Monday and also what you've done on Friday. So if you are losing three shows worth of product and the only thing you have going for you is merchandise, yeah, you suck. You can't say that to the shareholders every quarter. And luckily, you could blame COVID for right now. But next year and, you know, vaccines coming out, blah, 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 we get back to normal. Yeah, and AEW's whipping you under normal circumstances. Mm-mm. He's got to change. Got to. Well, we'll see what this training is going to produce. The one we send you down is a special correspondent. You could be like uh, uh, DX when they was trying to roll up at the Georgia Dome. Maybe they'll let you in. Maybe you'll go to jail. But if we have a camera there. It'd be good TV. But wait, you, you, you said something that I'm not even holding out hope for that. You said something with, with, the, with the whole vaccine. Well, I mean, if they just cut off the 5G towers, it'll all go away anyway. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's like, I can't go yeah, back I'm to glad, 4G. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm glad they gave all that vaccine to the good folks in the UK first, because if they turn into zombies and get some superpowers, I know what's up with that. Well, if they get superpowers, I'm on my way. Let me go across the pond. But if they turn into zombies, man, I'm about to get prepared right now. Home Depot is going to be flooded. Like, you're going to have plenty of toilet paper, but no hammers. That's how that's going to be. Because <laughs> we know zombies don't take a shit. So, uh, or maybe they do and nobody just wrote that. I don't know. It could be a possibility. That would be messed up real life. Be, uh, and then they got to be over in the corner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 I'm 
broke him. He said, zombies don't take a shit. That popped me. Good night. Oh my God. I'm done. Secret Wars out. So, oh, shit. Uh, now that James is blown up, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the last segment, which is what would you like to see from WWE, AEW, or Impact, the Ring of Honor, or hey, James, you know, I think about you, New Japan, in uh, 2021. So, KG, I'll let you talk about your New Year's wish list. You already know what I want. Uh-oh. You all- Worlds collide. Worlds collide. Every single solitary champion on one stage. One time. just And, and all the owners are sitting back there talking about how much you got? Let me give you a little bit more there. Oh, shit, let me get... All right, I, we all equal? All right, now what we got to do, we got to act like we hate each other. I ain't going to go into it, but that's all I want for 20, 2021. I mean, some other things that I want, but it's not possible, and I don't want to make myself sad by talking about it. But well, you ain't getting George Grace back, so no, no, it's it's not it's not even along those lines. If you have not seen it, uh, go to the Sideline Junkies Instagram page and check out our last post. That's how I want 21, 2021 to start off, and that that's true feelings. I know it'll never happen, but damn it, I would love for it to happen. Wait a minute. You posted about the all-naked, butt-naked episode. I can do it now. I mean, just let me know. I mean, if you don't keep your ass in that damn seat. God dang, man. Y'all make uh, exhibitionism and and nudism a bad thing, man. This ain't that type of party. The flare don't get no shirt. This motherfucker here, man. God damn it. Oh, God. 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 Oh, Oh my god. Okay. What's that dog, man? It's time you to ain't go. Got in your dog. I got I got something in mind. You ain't got nothing in yours. Yeah, that's you true. You have no that's excuse. True. You just stupid as hell. All right. Put no your damn strap back on. All right, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me, let me get us kicked off of YouTube and every other damn podcast we got going on. Let, me, re- let me represent my call of duty. Next week, you all see the pants go off, so it's all good. Okay, let's go ahead and wrap this. Wrap that shit up. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. KG, tell us where they can see us other than on YouTube from now on. Oh, technical. James, what would you like to see in 2021? I just want to see more of the the, of the collaborations. I uh, want to see I want to see more of the AEW Impact collaboration. I want to see more of the Ring of potential Ring of Honor New Japan, and I definitely want to see so at some point, like KG said, a Worlds Collide. 
like uh, some some super show of which all of the world championships will be and at least be decided. Or if you really want to get funk, rock the funky beats, you can go back. And you could do what they did back in the early 80s when they had Ric Flair, Rick Martel, and Hulk Hogan in a match together to unify the WWF, AWA, and NWA World Championship. And have one collective traveling champion for all those brands. Have okay. a good have a good five way, and it just comes out in a big mosh where nobody wins. And you know, it just it's just you just see all five of those champions, all of those champions in one ring together, knowing that none of them are going to win, but the fact that you got all these champions in one ring, all these belts in one ring at the same time, just, just there, just awesome. I like that. I like that. You know they're not going to win. You know nobody's going to win that match. It's going to come. It's going to turn out an all-around disqualification, and nobody's going to win, but. Nick Aldis, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Kenny Omega, Jacob Fatu, uh, uh, Rouge from uh, Rouge from Ring of Honor. The um, champion anymore? Naito from New Japan. All of these wrestlers and all of these belts in one place at one time. Never before done. At Madison Square Garden. That's no, the only thing. At the Tokyo Dome. Fuck Madison Square Garden. Wait, I guess, oh. I guess that'd be like that'd be like Switzerland. That'd be neutral territory. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. What? You got a better place? Madison Square Garden is the mecca of basketball, and it's also one of the best. Boxing and wrestling venues in the world. A lot of history is happening in Madison Square Garden. Maybe not the current Madison Square Garden, but the Madison Square Gardens of previous years. A lot of history has happened there. I say put it in a neutral territory. I say put it in a neutral place. No, no Madison Square Garden. I won't even say the Tokyo Dome. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm gonna do you one better. How many? How, how, how many do do the do, do the uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome seat? And I believe it seats. It, it, I know it seats over a hundred thousand because the Georgia Dome sat at least seventy-five. So I want to say it's at least a hundred thousand the seats in in Mercedes-Benz. And that's without ground floor. Right. right. Hold on. No, Hold on. Research is going. Uh, you know I had to pull it up. Mr. Research, here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. We at, we at, we at. Surface. Record attendance. No. The capacity is only 71,000. And that's football. So Mercedes-Benz is smaller than the Georgia Dome? Yeah. That's, they, they say... Mm -hmm. 
That's some bullshit right there. Somebody did some planning on that. If you're going to do it, do it in Dallas. Do it in the in the largest outdoor commode, Jerry's World. Yeah. Because the only time they see the to do that, then it's Las Vegas or Los Angeles right now. Then. Don't beat me, Cowboys fans. Don't beat me. Hey, you Las can come to me all you want. Las, like. Las Vegas or Los Angeles then now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, either way, I like to say HTTR to uh, KG. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Um, Taking care of uh, those Steelers since my Ravens. Finished. No, it's H T T W F T W F T. No, no, H T T R. Yeah, um, if that's who showed up, <laughs> <laughs> the AT T Stadium is one hundred five thousand. Expand one hundred five thousand. Well, I knew that. I knew they were over one hundred thousand. Now, but you know that you got the college. If you want to do it outdoor, you can do the LA Coliseum. That seats one ten. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But that's not counting, like Don said. That's not counting the seats that you would actually fill in on the field. On the stadium, you're right. right. On the field. So you probably could fit 150 thousand people in that stadium. Yeah. I mean, we 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 talking. You know, no 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 COVID restrictions. No COVID period. You know, COVID's dead and gone. Take that out of the equation. But that's 150,000 people, and you're charging, what, $30, $40 a ticket? And then it goes well, $30, $1,600? I'm, I'm talking about putting it in a city that has wrestling significance. Well, Texas does, because you got WCCW down there. Uh, that's why I said Atlanta. Well, no, I... I... It needs to be some place they can house it, but I wouldn't put it in anyone's particular backyard because then that starts the politicking again. Well, Atlanta's nobody's backyard. It's Ain't always going to be. It's always going to be WCW's backyard. Which you know, if somebody's going to clout WCW, it's going to be the uh, the clout between AEW and WWE. WWE owns it. AEW is is born and bred through it with uh, the Rhodes family. So. You know, I mean, it. like I said, if it's got to be. If you're gonna do it, if you gonna do it that way, then put it in FedEx Field. Or it may have to go to UK. It all depends. Put it, put it in FedEx Field. FedEx Field ain't big enough. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be big enough. You would have to put. This had to be a West Coast thing. You would have to put it in. If you put it in the Coliseum in LA, that's a hundred fifty thousand people. You could probably your gate alone would probably be well over two million dollars. Just the gate alone. Then imagine yeah, the money that you would match merchandising with that as well. And then yep. think about yep. pay per view. You paying forty nine ninety five, and it have to be pay per view, pure right. like G pay per view. Right. Like you get that through your cable or satellite provider, something like HBO. You got to go get HBO Max or something to watch. Right. Hey. Pay per view. Now yeah. think about that. Ain't no free trials. You got to pay out. Bleacher, Bleacher Report, Fight TV. Yeah. All in, yeah. And, and there's no pre-show matches. As the entire thing is all the main card. And they, do, they, no, they would have to, they would have to have some pre-show matches because there's going to be at least an hour pre-show. But think about all the sponsors that would show up. That there's so many clip downs and stuff that you could do and the conversation. I mean, you can build that. Remember uh, WrestleMania 24/7 at WrestleMania 2000, where they were just they ran it all day. Of, of you know just just hyping up and past matches and this and that and I, I got to record it uh, so 
I mean, you do that, and then you went straight into 8 p.m. WrestleMania. So, I mean, yeah, if it happens, it'd be amazing. Triple H is open to it if uh, it's good for the long term. He's but, not open to it. He's not open to that. That's a, that's a bullshit lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Why you know, the only reason he, the only reason he said that was because he wants to make himself look like he's open to bringing in new companies or doing relationships with companies. He's not going to do that. Vince is not going to do that. So I don't even look. It's, it's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. And anybody that wants to prove me wrong can do so. But I'm, he, call, I'm calling bullshit. Here's the thing. I get your allegiance and you want to be top dog and everything, but I thought the whole reason for, you know, outside of the entertainment purposes, but the whole reason was money. This is money that we putting on the table, right? This is nothing but money that we talking about. We're talking about over $2 million live gate. Not to mention merchandising, not to mention pay-per-view. We're talking about a, a, a five-way split of, Probably twenty-five to thirty million dollars. But Vince, but Vince won't be able to have hundred percent control of what goes on with that show. Well, no, everybody takes a different part. WWE handles for that. No, WWE handles. Vince, I know, I know, Vince. We we, we talking fantasy. We talk what we would like. Yeah, we talk the fantasy, and I'm telling you that Vince ain't gonna be down for the shit. Vince ain't gonna, gonna be down. For you saw him at the Taker thing. He's starting to not look like Vince. We didn't yeah. lost a quarter of Vince in time and stress. Undertaker was his biggest. It was his number one guy. Regardless of what happened, he never left him. He never left WWE. He stayed there when he had every chance to leave. His most loyal dude. He had no choice but to give Undertaker what he gave him. And no, no, I'm not saying I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like Vince, you know, and all the last time we really saw Vince, he didn't look as old as he looked uh during the Undertaker. Oh, that boy looked like the crib keeper. That's what <laughs> so, Vince is on borrowed. That time. boy looked bad. That boy does not age well. Those IC, ICB Pro, whatever the fuck, that, that is, oh. it's coming back on his ass. You got to want it. I wanted it for a while, too. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, we're just saying that, hey, it could happen. So I would love for it to happen. I would love for it to happen. But I know your boy, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It will, but, that would never happen. Just like. Never say like, never. Just like the Super J Cup. Super J Cup had 10 titles at one time that they were going, that they were wrestling for. One of those titles was the WWF Lightweight, Light Heavyweight Championship. Who was the first one to pull out of that of those championships? Wasn't me. Vince. Vince. Oh, we know your pullout game is weak. <laughs> Yeah, you know your pullout game is non-existent. Yeah, uh, Vince was the first one to pull out his championship in that in that in there. And and what did he do with it? Did he bring it back to the WWF? 
It's defunct. It went defunct. So what was the purpose of pulling it out? What because was the purpose? I don't have any control. If I if I'm a I'm a that's borderline narcissistic t- tendencies. I mean, if I don't if I if I'm a control freak like that, that's why. All I'm saying is WWE, if you divide the responsibilities, WWE needs to handle production because the machine can produce the lighting, the rigs, the fireworks, all that stuff at the proper level of a television that would be, movie that production. Would, that would be the, the best situation for them. Right. But it's not going to happen because Vince is going to want all his guys on top. Well, this this is where you take it to the old, uh, you know, random draw. You put everybody's name in for the match. You spin that thing around, pull it out, and that's who wins. That's who's going over. That's as random as you can get. That's as fair as you can be. Because everybody, when it comes down to dollars and cents, just like we know in a Survivor Series match or you know a Royal Rumble, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Your your guy always is going to be the one. So you're going to say you're going to say that you're going to put all the major world champions. Names in a hat, and the win whoever pulls out, and, and Vince gets to pick. No, 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 no. It's somebody independent. No, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're gonna put. They're gonna write everybody's name on a piece of paper. They're gonna fold it up. They're gonna put it in a the hat. They're gonna shake it up, and they're gonna and have a coin toss. They're gonna Roman. have a coin toss, and, and Vince is gonna end up winning. And so Vince is going to pull the name out the hat, and that name just happens to be John Kenny Omega. It is what it is. Bullshit. That's as bad as you can What choice do we have? No, it's, it's going back to KG's point. If we're talking about the biggest payday that you're going to have in these situations, that's, you know what, six months worth of work? Under normal circumstances, to get you know two twenty five million, thirty million, fifty million, whatever it is, but you're getting that in one check that's not coming from Saudi Arabia. Wow. That's it, and all you got to do, and you know you're gonna win one time on average, Vince, just based off of how many matches. The law of averages says you have a shot. Well, I don't, anyway. I don't have faith in Vince's bullshit for that for him to pull, to, to go with that. Vince is full of shit. Okay. <laughs> If we if we take it back to like I said, money changes people. Money talks and bullshit walks. At the end of the day, if you got that guaranteed check, yeah, you may roll with the punches. And then guess what? What would Vince do on the on the next day? The night didn't happen if he didn't get what he wanted. If if you know Kenny got pulled and then Kenny beat everybody, okay, we will act like that night didn't exist. It was a one off. So from their story perspective, it's going to be um, Chris Benoit. It doesn't exist. But from the fan perspective, that was the most massive, amazing thing of all time. That's all Vince is going to do. Just it was wickedly awesome. Everybody else could talk about, oh, yeah, we wanted it, uh, blah, 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 blah. Vince could be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I see that. You see that? No, sir. No, sir. It didn't exist. Adam Pierce, nope. Nope. You, 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 know what? Nope. Nope. you know what that is, though? That is a top tier A1 dick move. It is, but hey, if that's what you need to do to survive, but to cash that check, 
and uh, build your stock level up so you can become richer, then he'll do it. And if he's no longer available, Trips will do it. And, you know, what I think is probably going to happen when Vince goes, Shane will make the call. Majority shares, in my opinion, is going to go to Shane. Regardless of who's running it, majority shares uh, is going to go to Shane. It's just, that's the next nepotism thing. It's got to be a male McMahon at the head of the table. Sorry, Roman. It's got to be a male McMahon at the head of the table. And, and that's how that'll play out. So I don't know. But uh, just to throw out a couple of things before we wrap it up that I would like to see happen. Uh, and we'll, you know, hopefully you guys agree. Feel free to nod or press a button or some crap. Um, in AEW, a stronger women's division. Like to see some tag championships out of that and better consistent storylines that make sense. We kind of got it a little bit with this Jade thing, but I'd like it to make more sense. Uh, I'd also like to see in AEW a second show. Uh, they can, they're already talking about possibly splitting Dark into two shows. One of them needs to be aired on uh, TNT on a different night. Uh, and then this is going to sound interesting. James probably won't like it. But I think there needs to be a program at some point where Brian Cage loses the FTW belt and other people are winning and losing the belt. And it becomes Brian Cage and Taz on a chase to win back the FTW belt. Just so that way. I it's agree with that. I agree with that. Um, happening. On the WWE Raw and SmackDown side, uh, I'd like to see an epic Royal Rumble where, just like we were talking about, it's real random draws. If you're not going to do random draws and draft people and begin storylines afresh, it needs to be, I'm going to randomly pull that number out, and if you are, Roman is number one, then Roman's number one. If, if you're going to want Roman to be the winner of the Royal Rumble, then you need to write out how that's going to happen based off this random role. And he's going to have to be in there for 60 plus minutes because that's just what was pulled. Not number 30 is Roman Reigns. Oh, there we go. There's your champion right there. Or there, there's your winner right there based off of that. I'm just throwing Roman out there. As, you know, um, I expect him to be champion by that point. But I would like to see a real epic random Royal Rumble. No gimmick people in there. Everybody is capable of winning um, based off of them being of active performance. Uh, I'd like to see more cross-brand action, not just this, you know, okay, the one time a year or the third time a year type of thing. Hell, let uh, Drew just show up, hit uh, Roman upside his head, and go back to Raw. Just because. You all in the same building. I mean, mm -hmm. hello, we're not traveling that much, so you can do those type of things to build the excitement, to blur the lines, and you start wondering, are we watching one continual show? Is it two shows? Why are these beatdowns happening? which would also turn into the other thing, which is either end or fix retribution. End or fix. Because it was funny when uh, Reckoning, Mia Yim, uh, wrestled and her mask came off. <laughs> like, Slapjack has this whole apparatus to keep the mask on his face. Um, Mia Yim had a face mask, like, you know, a COVID protection mask is what she was wearing. And the first move, it came off. Like, oh, man. So we basically watched a halfway Mia Yim match without Tim's, so it just felt kind of weird. But end of fix, Retribution. And if you're blurring the lines, then Retribution can become something because they're jumping back and forth, doing what they need to do, and it makes more sense. And with that, the last thing on the Raw and SmackDown side, 
more women's storylines. Because this week, if you guys didn't notice, there was a lot of women on Raw and SmackDown in reference to the storylines versus the men. Uh, finally, there was just a lot uh, of women interaction. It was good to see, but I want to see more of it consistently so that way everybody has a breath of fresh air. Um, on uh, NXT side, on the Speeded Era, they need to go up. Uh, I'd like to see an inver- uh, invasion angle 2.0 that makes more sense because we've already seen a proof in the pudding when they had no choice and the WWE proper couldn't come back from Saudi Arabia in time. And heading into last year's Survivor Series, uh, NXT had to show up, and they did it in a major way when it came down to putting on uh, uh, SmackDown. And we need to see that, but we need to see it with more purpose. And then the last thing uh, in 2021 in NXT, I would love to see a women's tag championship in NXT. You have the main one that goes between Raw and SmackDown. You can work that. But NXT needs to have its own, if it's going to be its own thing that is not commingling, so to speak, then they need to have their own thing to make something else worth it. So that's just me uh, for 2021. So we've uh, gone uh, well into uh, the two-hour mark on our 2020 wild and crazy spitting hot fire dial on dial on dial on r.i.p debo wakanda forever darn you hallmark your lifetime christmas movie wrestlemaniac COVID sucks end of the year show and uh i gotta say i'm tired of both y'all black ass <laughs> <laughs> again once again fuck you don what well, before we go, before we we we, we do uh, the the total wrap up, we also we got we gotta pay homage to one tiny Lister. Most of you know him as Debo. We knew him as Zeus. I knew him as the president. Yeah, and Fifth Element. Yeah, that's absolutely right. President Lindbergh. I remember that because he's got the same name as the street that I used to live off of. We, we, we lost What you you was on that too? I was on Sydney Marcus, Marcus Boulevard, which was off of Lindbergh Drive. Remember? I don't know. That must have been all grass back then. <laughs> Horse and buggy. <laughs> Nah, it wasn't horse and buggy. It was you know, all grass. Your ass mm-hmm. went to Lindbergh Center Station on many occasions, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but this the the second week in a row, we we gotta say R.I.P. to another legend. Uh, and we gotta say it two times over the night because I'm you know during the course of the show, of course, I, my phone stays in my hand checking things. Uh, found out Charlie Pride, first black country music star, passed away today. What? Oh man! Oh man! I ain't heard about that. Wow. Okay. So we we the we, title COVID sucks. Twenty twenty. It's been a rough year. Um, this is the WrestleManiacs' last broadcast for twenty twenty. We will see you bright and early in twenty twenty one. Um, we'll figure out something to put in this time slot. But uh, in the meantime, in between time. You can hear us right here on Anchor. YouTube, you can see us. 
you know, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Apple po- Apple Podcast, um, Radio Public, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, Player FM, TuneIn, any major pl- streaming platform, you can catch us. Oh my God, no! What is the hell? Oh hell! What's going on over there? Oh my God! I can't unsee that. And with that being said, me personally, I will talk to you guys in the morning for Sunday Rise live on Podbean. Chill over there in the face and the damn stomach pain. And you catch, the, you catch that chest there. Mm. Nobody wants to see that tackle me. Oh, oh, okay. What is it's that? What, not... is that a, what, what you got a size thirty six C over there? I know, but it's what naked show. Y'all want to get the rest of it? No, 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 no. no. It's I just check it. Like, room dark. In the show, in, in, in the show, KG. In the, this is some straight bullshit right here. This is this. this, this. Say, say good night, gentlemen. Good night, gentlemen. Oh.